What's up, Cuzzies? Welcome to the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. For today's episode, we're pulling into the next stop of the Great Cuzzies road trip. The Great Cuzzies road trip is an informational road trip highlighting every amusement park in America, as well as roadside attractions and places to eat along the way. Today's stop finally brings us to Florida. Probably one of the biggest stops on the road trip where Coaster Bro and I will likely be spending the next few months. But starting in Tampa as we continue our hunt for credits, grub, and glory. Trying to think of a, a Tampa Bay rapper. Jeezy? Young Jeezy? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm not well versed in rappers or where they're from for the most part. Other That's than some like super iconic ones like like Ludacris being from Atlanta and Eminem being from St. Joseph's, Missouri. Kind of. I think he claims Detroit, kind doesn't of. he? I, I think Missouri and well as far as as far as de- development, but uh before Detroit, he absolutely lived in St. Joe. Mm. Which explains a lot. Yeah, it explains a lot. Well, how how are you today, Jeffrey? It's 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 been a while since we've uh, chatted. It feels like we were uh, involved uh, about Austin last, I believe. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just kind of plugging away at work of late. Uh, not really a whole lot of exciting to report. Uh, still need to get out to WAF and uh, get my Zambezi zinger in so that I can confirm how I feel about it in theory. I still haven't gone either. <laughs> I haven't been all year. You've been at least a world of fun before it opened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we saw the construction of it. I think the last time I was there was late May. Mm. It's been, but so it's been. A little bit, but I will say, uh, you know, it looks like they might open it ahead of schedule or, well, I don't know if ahead of schedule, they never really kind of announced like, a like, I think it was touch and go based on when they could get the parts, but I know, I don't remember if I mentioned it on show, but mid June was kind of my, uh, mid to late June was kind of my, like, that's when they're going to probably open it mm-hmm. and so I feel kind of justified there. I was a little, I mean, for the sake of my guess, was a little worried that uh, they were gonna they were gonna beat it. But <laughs> waff gonna waff, waff's gonna waff. Wow, wow. Uh, I will be writing Zambezi Zinger a ton as I am um, gonna be modeling it, going in for a photo shoot to ride the Zambezi Zinger with a bunch of people, and uh, it's for like commercial shoots and stuff. That's awesome. They couldn't have a better uh, smile representing the ride right so that's gonna be interesting that's gonna be my first ride is just marathoning it so um i think that's gonna be a, a fun experience potentially but um anyway we're, yeah we're going to uh to tampa so we got a, to tampa. a very fun show here bush gardens tampa is the the main park we'll be highlighting and we'll be stopping as well through I believe it's winter haven florida Former stomping grounds of theme park stud, which slightly hilarious, but um, yeah, we we gotta talk about um, talk we got a lot to talk about on this show. We haven't touched in Central Florida yet. 
we're scared right yeah no that's we're still kind of in process of trying to figure out how the we're going to make that work but i'm excited to talk about bush gardens today because this is probably a top three bucket list park for american parks i've never been to oh, i forget you haven't been here mm-hmm. yeah you gotta get there yeah Yep, yep, yep. And I, you know, this one has been on the list since I was a kid because that book I refer to here and there that I've had since I was single digit age uh, features photos of Pumba and Montu. And it's just, they're such beautiful rides. They are. I can't wait to highlight them on this one. Mm-hmm. Now, is there is there any history? I've I'm trying to want. I don't really know if this has been a bush park for its entirety. I don't know a lot about so, the history here. So it has. Uh, bush Gardens Tampa's origins are tied to the development of Anheuser Busch wanting to build a brewery in Tampa mm. that broke ground in 1958. Uh, and originally, there with along with the brewery had gardens and landscaped areas to attract the community. So that's where it gets the name Bush Gardens. Nice. Uh, both the brewery and the gardens opened to the general public for tours in June of 1959, with the gardens featuring a few animal exhibits as well. And if the records I saw are correct, the first rides, a train and log flume, were added in 1971. The park continued development of both rides and animal exhibits over the years, adding several classics that continue to throw riders to the present day. Damn. Yeah, I guess I guess beer has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And gardens. What's beer got to do? Got, got to, to do, do with it. it. Man, we're really we're really teasing uh teasing our listeners hard starting off with the roller coasters of Bush Garden, aren't we? Um Yeah, I can't wait to talk about Father Swine. Yeah. I mean oh, we're gonna be oh, talking wait. about the potentially the number one coaster in Florida. So uh, I wonder what that might be. I don't I don't know. Maybe you can piece the clues yeah. together. Maybe. All right. So as far as the roller coaster lineup, we have one. We have two. We have three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have nine. We have ten different roller coasters here at Bush Gardens, um, Tampa, which is exciting because uh Jeff, that's gonna mean we can just do a full ranking of this park, a top and a bottom, which is um I love it. Uh I think actually actually at the time that this show drops, one of these coasters will be gone. So um, but at the time of this recording, we can state this is a true uh, top ten. So that, that's I did not exciting. know that, and I have like I'm terrible about keeping up with amusement park news. That's why you so, don't do the news show. Yeah, that's probably the exact reason why. I'd like to take an educated guess, but not until after you oh, told so- us all about them. Okay, so you don't know what it is. That's exciting. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it fun. So um, we'll go ahead and get started in alphabetical order here. The first coaster to highlight at Bush Gardens Tampa is the 2010 edition Air Grover. Air Grover is essentially the kitty coaster at this park. Um, and it is made by Zaire. Uh, so you're looking at a family coaster, but it, it kind of toes the line in between. It feels like a big kitty coaster but it i mean it technically is a family coaster you got a drop and a couple of helixes 
Um, it's a one and done for me, but I remember getting off that ride and thinking, you know what? This ride is not bad. And if I can interject a comment, I would say it's a candidate for one of the best kitty coaster trains ever. Yeah. What is it? Is it, um, Grover with his like beanie hat on? I believe Uh, he's, well, he's wearing like old, like forties pilot gear. Oh, that's cool. And he's sticking out, sticking out of the hood. And then I don't recognize the character in the back, but it looks like a camel who's also sticking out in in the tail section of the train. But it's overall, it looks like a, overall looks like a plane and they look like they're having a good time. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. We got the 2011 edition, edition to highlight. Remember this being a big deal when it opened Cheetah Hunt, which is a, a custom Intamin launch coaster. If you've ridden Maverick, you're kind of looking at a similar model, but like kind of but make make Maverick a family coaster. Mm. And it's um it's 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 a really uh, unique ride. Um, couple of launches in it, good airtime hill. For some reason, an inversion, which is an odd choice for a family ride. Um, it's always thrown me off. But um, yeah, you got Cheetah. It's no Maverick, but it's almost. <laughs> 2016, we saw the addition of Cobra's Curse, which is a mock spinner, uh, the makers of Time Traveler. This was kind of a baby step in that direction, I felt like. Um, so, what I really like about this roller coaster is. There's essentially it's broken up into three sections, kind of divided by block breaks and uh, lift hills and that sort of thing. Um, and I believe the first part, right? I don't know which way it starts. Forward. It, it, start, for, it does start forward. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you start off forward, and that's the part of the ride. There's a nice little theming bit at the top at the crest of the lift with the, I guess, Egyptian snake, um, which mm-hmm. is really neat. And then you go backwards. Mm-hmm. All right. So it like flips you on the course and then you're facing backwards the whole time. And then it ends with a spinning section, uh, which mm-hmm. feels like a controlled spin. It's a really cool moment where this overbank turn goes over uh, the walkway. It just kind of feels like a roller coaster tycoon three thing. Um, but yeah, See, and I was wondering about that because the, the video I watched and I, I could be entirely wrong. Yeah, but the way that it looked made it seem like it was free spinning, maybe only because the uh the the point of view was from the first car, uh-huh. and the first and second car were not facing like the same direction, and oh. it wasn't like it didn't seem calculated to me. But I could be wrong. It, to me, it didn't spin very much, so I felt like it might be guided, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um I just remember I hit I hit the spin perfectly going over the midway and looking down at it was a cool mm. moment. Um so I don't know if that was Yeah, I just don't know. Well, and you would you would know better having actually ridden it. So, I mean once, uh maybe the year after it opened, but <laughs> All right, the next one to highlight. Um you know, Thuzies love it. It is Iron Gwazi the 2020 turned 2021 turned 2022 actually no the 2019 turned 2020 turned 2021 turned 2022 uh, coaster 
I don't think the part gets enough um, enough hate for that one. I just want to point that out. That was a long delay. I mean, um, to be fair, it wasn't entirely their fault. Yeah, was it? Well, they they kind of rode that it wasn't their fault as far as they could. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's what I would say. I'm uh, sure. But, I'm sure if the park was actually going to be open during the a lot of the time that it missed, mm-hmm. some things might have been maybe moved up in priority. But maybe so. But anyway, I don't know if I said the name of it. It's Iron Quasi, the RMC. Um, formerly was a dueling coaster called Guazi. Um, I only got to ride it when it was running one side because one of the sides closed like years earlier and then they just weren't dueling it. And then it was just a terrible rough ride. So this was like the one of the reasons I think that Steel Vengeance gets so much praise is because it's on the slab of wood that every enthusiast wanted it to be on. And I haven't rode this ride, um, but it also feels like this was the other one that everyone's like, we have two wooden structures. Quasi needs to be redone. And it did. So a lot of people like it though. People are saying it's not too intense. Maybe um, some people saying it's not intense enough, but everybody likes it. Nobody's gotten off of Iron Guazi and been like, mm, I didn't like it. That ride. Now, I will say, backing up to the comment you made about only getting to ride one side of Guazi, we share a similar experience in that uh, while Colossus still existed at Magic Mountain, I only got to ride one side because the other was not operating. It's a shame. I think it, uh, the, the old Woody at Carowinds, Thunder Road, I believe. Mm. Uh, I only rode one side. Yeah, it's. It's a sad thing to just be like, burr, burr, burr. it's gone forever. Yeah. But, um, excellent. Iron Glides, we'll talk a little bit more about it later. 1993 was the edition of Kumba, the iconic BIM, BIM, BM, <laughs> I didn't say BM Woody though, did I? BM, no, <laughs> the BM sit down roller coaster. <laughs> hey, do you know what Kumba means in, um, like, I do. What? Roar. Wow. You're amazing. I only know that because of my research this week. You took it <laughs> you took it from my research, asshole. I'm uh, so sorry. I should have let you fact. say it. No. I'm sorry. I'm actually really proud I, of you for knowing it. Yeah. I don't know what language though. It was either Swahili or Zulu. They said they called it African Congo language. Oh, um, well, so neither then. Nailed it. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, but yeah, this thing hits you in the fucking face. Um, a lot of the BMs here actually do, which is exciting. Um 1996, another BM that hits you in the face. You've got Montu, the BM invert custom in and out of trenches. There's a bat wing. It's intense. It is everything you look for in a uh classic roaring BM. Should be high on your list. Um, 19. Nope. BM invert. Okay, we talked about one too. Two... <laughs> 2004, we saw the addition of Sand Serpent, the Mac, the Mock Wild Mouse. And, um, you know, it's a wild mouse. Moving on. In 1980, 
you have Scorpion, which is the Schwarzkopf looping roller coaster. One loop. And um, it's not, it's definitely not your biggest Schwarzkopf. It's definitely not the best. It's definitely not the worst. But, um, you know, it delivers. It exists. Yeah. It exists. It, and it, we're getting less and less of these uh, Schwarzkopf loopers. So, um, 2005 was the addition of Shikra, the B&M dive coaster. Fun fact about this one. Uh, when it opened in 2005, Shikra was considered a sit-down roller coaster as it had a floor, um, kind of a, a, and a grill in front of you. Um, and now in 2000, the year was 2002, not one. The year was 2007, um, floorless trains were added. So pretty cool uh, that they went in and switched it just two years later when they're like, wait, we have this technology. Let's just do it. I can't believe this ride is that old already. It feels odd. I re- it was like, like I remember when it was announced and I was like, oh, I really want to get out there and ride that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that was like that was like when I was still kind of a GP. So I don't I don't remember it being announced or anything, but hey, we got one more to highlight. Uh, 2019 edition of Tigris, the premier Skyrocket two model. Um, nothing special there. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's a clone. It's one of those coasters you put in to say you put in a new coaster. Yeah. All right. So um, you're gonna take a wild guess on which coaster is leaving. So, I'm of two minds right now. I want it to be Sand Serpent, mm-hmm. but I don't think it is. I think mm-hmm. it it's unfortunately going to be Scorpion. That's what you're wrong. Scorpion's sticking around. Oh. It's the one you want to leave. Thank God. <laughs> Great. I have faith in the world again. Thank you yeah. so much, Bush Gardens. Good job, Bush. Great job. Nice job, Bush. I love it. I love I love Bush. Nice, Bush. <laughs> Does this mean it's uh time to time to rank them then? Let's rank the Bush Gardens Tampa roller coasters. Do it. You just want to rank it? Lead... You just want to rank yeah, let's, let's yeah ten, ten from to the one? bottom up. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom up. Let's love fucking it. do it. You can Bottoms start. up, bitches. Bottoms up. All right. You want me to go first for number 10? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Sand Servant. Fucking wild mouses. Bye, Felicia. Can't confirm wild mice, mouses, whatever the hell you're supposed to say it. Um, however you're supposed to say it. Uh, Sand Serpent, number 10. Yeah, that's obviously the worst ride at this park. Be gone. Your, your low capacity... You're you're actually an okay wild mouse, if I'm being honest. But you were still one. You were still a wild mouse. So, so I I wrote down a little tidbit about each of these. One of the things I hated most about this, other than the fact that it exists, mm-hmm. was that it's facing a lot of back area and just feels kind of plopped down. Yeah, and that just feels like a really poor placement for a ride. Is facing maintenance and employees and stuff when they're not like out in the public eye yeah it seems like you could just put a flat ride in that's themed and 
doesn't look in the maintenance shed. Yeah. And that would be a better fit. Yep. With you on that. I think our number nines are the same. Let's let's give it a shout. Air Grover. Right. Oh. Oh man, I got cocky. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say my air grover then. Um all right. It was, it was just a one and done for me. It's good. It's a really good kitty coaster. Yeah. That's what I have to say about it. I elected for Cobra's Curse in this slot. Interesting. I I'm not a fan of this is just this is entirely personal. Um I don't I, me and going backwards has not aged well, so that's part of it. Yeah. Um and if that like I like the idea of stages on a ride where the experience might be a little different at different parts. That's a neat idea. However, for based on the video I watched if it is free spinning, it didn't really seem to get a lot of momentum on the spins, which is what you want if it's going to spin at all, I think. That's my opinion. Mm. So just kind of felt underwhelming. The theming is great. The ride, not so much. Well, I can't wait for you to see where I put it. Yikes. I bet it's... Well, and I said to you yesterday, <laughs> we were either going to be very, very close or not at all. So. All right, one I believe that we will be very, very close on. Probably won't be this one, but I, I do believe it'll be coming up soon. Uh, Tigress is my number eight, the Skyrocket 2 clone. I don't really like Skyrocket 2s, um, and too many parks have them, and Bush Gardens didn't need it to round up their lineup, so why is it there? Yeah. I will see on that. You may be a little surprised. Uh-oh. Uh, Air Grover is my number eight. Uh, it looks like a fun little figure eight kitty coaster with some sweet ass trains. Like, honestly, there's not, I would say there's not a lot of bad at this park. So kind of from here forward, I have something nice to say about pretty much everything else. I am with you. Yeah. So my number seven is Scorpion. The Schwarzkopf Looper. You as well? Yep. Why do you have it there? Exactly where uh, I it is. It. Why? It's a uh, the the little tidbit I wrote is it's a collector's item given the ever dwindling Schwarzkopf footprint in the world. A uh, decent looking ride. Uh, the main gripe I have with it is that it suffers what looks to be very very early momentum loss. Like mm-hmm. it has quite a bit of speed going into its brake run. So. I mean, it didn't look like it was giving a bad ride. I don't know if it is rough or not, but it didn't it's smooth. look rough. It's so smooth. That's good. Yeah. No, um, I rank it low just because while it has the iconic Schwarzkopf loop, all the rest is just like kind of boring turns, and there, yeah. it just doesn't do a whole lot. Um, I would honestly consider it one of my least favorite Schwarzkopfs. And if I went back to Bush Gardens Tampa, I would ride it, um, but it would be very low in my priority. That's fair. That's fair. And I mean, when you look at the lineup the park has to offer, uh, you know, it's I don't think it's necessarily an insult for it to be this low on the list. That's true. And it would be um, towards the top of a lot of parks. Yeah. Number seven there. Yep. So uh, I'll alternate and I'll take the lead on my number six. Shikra. Me too. Nailed it. Nailed Fair it. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you ridden a dive coaster? 
I have not ridden a dive coaster yet. Wow. Uh, so I'm not aware of the sensations. I have ridden wing coasters and I have my feelings about those. I imagine they have, they, I don't think they'll be similar because obviously you're hanging out in a different part of the track, mm. but uh, pretty much after that first drop doesn't really seem very thrilling. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the earlier dive coasters too, um, where the bag of tricks on this ride is, hey, we'll hang you over a 90 foot drop and then you're just going to swoop and maybe like a dive loop. And that's and, about all this ride does. And there's only so much you can do when your train is that short mm-hmm. and you don't use launches. Yep. So. Yeah, it's just, it's it's not bad though. It, it's like you've ridden a wing coaster. Which wing coaster was that? The one at Dollywood. Uh, okay, yeah. Eagle or whatever it was called. Yeah, so think Wild of Eagle. think of dive coasters actually less intense. And they do less and they're big and swoopy. Um it's yeah. It's just uh they're they're eye pleasers. I enjoy them. I don't ever skip a dive coaster, but they are uh, very vanilla. And it doesn't feel like like while the uh water assisted brake run Mm. is cool visually yeah i don't think it is appropriate on something that has such a short train because it's killing a lot of momentum on something that doesn't need it killed so aggressively in my opinion okay i do like the uh the ambiance of the splashdown yeah that's like it's like one of the only things i like about diamondback really um all right, well, hey, we are on our top five roller coasters at Bush Gardens, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Start. What you got? Number five. Tigress is my number five. Really? That is what higher I, than what, I thought it'd be. What I have to say about it is yeah, it it seems kind of I've never I've not ridden any of these. Uh I do enjoy a couple elements in this coaster. The suspense of the low speed barrel roll. Okay. Like you're way high up and you're just kind of crawling through it. You are, yeah. And then and the 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 sharp dives that follow that. I think it's a good small footprint coaster. Yeah, I mean you are yeah, if I'm comparing that to a boomerang, I uh it gives a much better ride. So that that mm-hmm. is pretty fair. Like for that footprint, what else they, they've really jammed everything they could into it. Yeah. Like when they I, I like that they they changed it rather than doing a boomerang they went vertical and it's still a complete circuit so i don't have to like the only time i have to worry about going backwards on this is the low the low impact pendulum part of just to get going yeah yeah which isn't as nauseating right my number five is uh also surprising to you probably uh so our number five is our surprise spot uh cobra's curse is my number five mm. uh, and as far as the coaster elements of this ride, there's no like memorable moment outside of that the ride does change so much. But one thing that elevates this ride, and I think a lot of people don't talk about, is that it actually has kind of a cute theme to it. And um, I don't know, it's just incredibly unique that you're facing different directions. It's, it's It almost feels like three different rides in one. And yeah. um I just, uh, I really, I remember getting off that ride as I do with max spinners generally. 
And I'm like, wow, that was just like a quality ride. Yeah. Blow my mind away, but it was like, it was just a really good theme park attraction. And kind of what you said, this was one of their, their first goes at it. Like Mm -hmm. they were seeing what works and what doesn't. So in that respect, if you consider that, yeah, it's a, it's a solid foundation point. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely mock elevating their spinner game. And that was the half step before. Yeah, then we get time traveler. traveler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, the the next four, um, I know you haven't said any of these, so these are all in our top four. And I I honestly could see these all going any way, and I would respect it. You know what I mean? I've, so before we hopped on today, I like sat here and looked at it for probably about 10 minutes and just kind of like thought about, and I rearranged couple times a few times yeah no this is just um except for my number one number one never budged okay yeah i would i would see why potentially but yeah we're looking at if these four rides were in any park in america it could be the whole park you know (laughs) they're they're that good um so all right so let's i'm gonna start with my number four Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna go for the iconic views here for what might be my act which talks highly on these other three rides. This might actually be my favorite sit down B and M coaster that I've ridden. Um, mm-hmm. wait, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of those. It's like this and wildfire for some reason. Okay. I'm going to just say this is one of my favorite B and M's. I like it more than most inverts. I like it more than most hypers. Um, it's good. Uh, Kumba. So, that is got the iconic corkscrew look, the vertical loop that goes through the lift hill. Uh, very unique, very unique ride. And um, I hate, I think this might have got buried a little bit because it was closed for one of my visits. Um, but man, mm. it's just, uh, it's one of the more intense B&Ms. And uh, when that B&M intensity was at its height, it felt like Kumbo was one of the, one of the monsters to come out of it. Nice. Well, now, see, you, you're you're putting this from a perspective of you've actually written some of these, so your your rankings may be a bit more accurate than mine will. For number four, I plopped Cheetah Hunt there. It looks That's like fair. an act, action-packed launch coaster, and it runs for a good length. Like not, it didn't. It, it felt perfect as yeah. far as it didn't uh, have killed momentum or you know felt like it didn't have enough uh it, you know it it felt like it was a good ride start to finish i have no complaints about it it just it looks flat out fun i agree it is my number three so cheetah mm-hmm. hunt is my number three um yeah the launches are good on it um, there's a really good airtime hill on the return run um, it has some maverick feel to it without the intensity of maverick um and it's themed to a cheetah running and the 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 ride um much like maverick i think mimics a horse this ride mimics um a cheetah it really does like the first big launch up in the tree you're just kind of swirling around like you're a cat and then mm-hmm. you fucking drop and get launched like a cheetah would like <laughs> are you kidding me and then you do an inversion which breaks everything it, it kind of breaks the feel of the ride. That's my biggest complaint about that ride. That the inversion wasn't needed. <laughs> yeah. Didn't even need to be there. Um, but yeah, this ride is just, it's just a good, it's a good attraction. 
It's it, yeah, I'm number three. I'll love it. My number three is Iron Guazi. And I'm probably gonna catch some flack for dropping Whoa! this low. Shots fired. Yeah. Now I have nothing bad to say about it. Uh boasts a similar size to its cousin Steve. Uh but it looks a lot less brutal, but still a fun ride. Um actually no, I did have a gripe that I had on this one. This one looks uh has it shares a gripe I have with Scorpion where it has a lot of momentum going into its final break run. And uh, I especially for a ride like that, uh I feel like you should be able to squeeze more out of it than than you get. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's big deterrent for you. What yeah. you what you don't like, I actually like. Like I like when it hits with momentum. Because I think Steel Vengeance is too long. My my primary complaint, again, I think is a personal thing. I hate when you're flying into a break run and it mm. hits you so hard that you lurch forward yeah. before flopping back. And that's I, it's not, not a favorite uh, feeling of mine. I get that. All right. Let's move to our number two. Yeah, these are going to be completely different, so I'm excited. Uh, yeah. My number two is Montu. Montu is my favorite B&M invert. Um, and it's, if it's not my top 10, it flirts with it. It's, uh, it's a really good invert. It's my, I think it's the best invert in America. I also have Monty there. Nice. Um, and pretty much you answer all of my hopes for it with the way you describe it. Uh, you know, you can only get so much from a video or pictures but uh, it, it looks like it, I, I, I'm already a sucker for inverts to begin with. I love inverts. I love uh, flying coasters so long as they don't have a motherfucking pretzel loop. Um, you know, I just love that sensation of flying. And, uh, you know, it looks like it delivers a terrific ride. I am in love with the trenches that Montu mm. and Goomba used. I think it's a cool little feeling to create like a temporary claustrophobia at high speed. And like the ride is also roaring. So it's like loud when you go in there. It's yeah. Now these are unapologetically B and M. God, this, this has the potential. I forget you like B and M so much. The inverts, uh, this is, you, you liked afterburn at Carowinds, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah that this, was probably my, second favorite behind like i i totally i don't know if we ranked there but i would absolutely put it above uh intimidator there yeah um this has that same intensity but i don't know how to say this but it feels more b&m monty does (laughs) that's not a true statement but it feels right it it feels like they got to flex their creativity after doing 90 batmans (laughs) yeah Kind of nice. What's your number one then? Uh, the only one that's left, uh, Kumba. And let me read out my little love letter. Uh, first of all, it is such a photogenic ride. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the very few that has a lift hill that spears through that first loop before hitting you with several seamlessly transitioning inversions. Despite being 30 years old, it continues to impress like a new coaster. And I say that 
only because I care about this ride so much. Like this is one of the ones I love looking at pictures of uh, so much. It was in the book. It, you know, that I took the time to go out of my way to figure out what people feel about it now. Like I read through several comments on YouTube and just kind of looked around just to see if people still feel strongly for it. And that kind of solidified my pick to put it here. Um, only because I love it so much, then I, I you know, I might have been guilty to drop it one or two spots only because I hadn't rid it, ridden it yet, but it is the coaster I look forward to most to for for coming to this park. Honestly, I think if this was a new coaster at a park uh, anywhere, uh, you know, with similar theming and stuff, I think it would, you know, I'm going to be bold and stupid and say it would be a candidate for coaster of the year, new coaster yeah. of the year. It could be. Yeah, I think I think I would agree with that. Well, I respect your approach of the the old knucklehead of like, hey, I'm 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 ranking the classics high here, and uh, you you new guys uh, step aside. So I respect the ranking a lot there. That being said, I am abandoning the classics for my number one for a ride I haven't even ridden, and a ride that a lot of people would probably say I wouldn't like. Um, so I'm really I'm really stepping out here. It's kind of a bold statement. But I'm going to go ahead and put Iron Quasi at number one. Um, RMCs can be very hit or miss for me. I either, I either love or hate them. And Iron Quasi appears to be one that I would love. Um, I think they did it right because those big RMCs, I think you can put too much into them. I think they maybe realized that was Steel Vengeance. And they kind of went a little bit more graceful, a little bit of a shorter ride experience for this ride. And... Um, Unlike you, Jeff, I, I, I don't mind hitting those brakes hard um, if it's going to mean that, like, like that ride just went. You know what I mean? It didn't didn't take a break. It was just relentless. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put it there. Might surprise some people. But this is one of the few RMCs that I think I would go into, and I'm like, I think I'm going to like it. Not to worry about I- it. I would say it's probably number two. Number it's number three of the RMCs I've never ridden that I look forward to most. Well, that's a hell of a coaster lineup, Chef Jeff. If I ain't never seen one myself, you know, I think people could claim this is one of the best coaster parks in America and get away with it. It's definitely a quality over quantity situation, but the quantity isn't too bad either. I would agree with you to a point. Mm. And I think the major detractor now is, and this is a weird, weird thing I feel to say, but it now entirely lack with as many roller coasters as it has, it entirely lacks a wooden roller coaster. That is odd. And it's not necessarily like a bad thing, but to me just kind of, Feels weird to have this many coasters and not a single wooden one. Feels really Cedar Point like, except for they have yeah. a Woody, but it's you know they have their one to, out of their how many. Um, that's a good point though. Yeah, I, I could see that as a counter argument pretty easily. They do need a good Woody there. Yeah, they had one. <laughs> yeah, well, they had a Woody. They didn't have a good Woody. That that Woody was probably good for the first year or two though. Yeah. All right, so highlighting other rides and experiences here. Um, one thing I, I kind of, when I was looking this up, I was like, whoa, 
while this park has a lot of coasters, it doesn't have a lot of supporting rides with it. Um, there are some rides, but nothing really stand out. Um, they kind of lean in on animals, which um, is probably why they can get away with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but probably the most notable would be Falcon's Fury Drop Tower. Um, this ride's had a lot of downtime, uh, especially recently. I have rode it. I was super excited. I was a little bit scared to ride this one, to be honest with you. Um, and then I rode it, and this is the ride that, that tilts you on top, right, Jeff? You know about that. The, you get to the top, and it's a 90-degree tilt. You're facing mm-hmm. straight down for the drop, and it's high. It's up in the air. But So that's a little bit – that's, like, cool. And then you drop, and it doesn't feel like a drop. It feels like you're just sitting on a ro- – like, it feels like you're sitting on a roller coaster train, and it's just like a, a launch down, but not like a hard launch. That's just the right. sensation it gives. So it, it kind of missed the mark for me. That That's a very accurate. I've not ridden one like this. Yeah. But that's a very accurate. I think you paint a good picture for somebody who hasn't ridden one like me. I can totally see the sensation and kind of feel it. And I don't, you don't think float. It be you just, you're, just, you're getting put into your seat. Right. So it feels like a positive G almost. Like it's weird. It's like the opposite of what it should feel like. Right. Um wow, it's probably the most genius way I've ever explained a ride. You nailed it. Nailed it. Let's get him a round of applause in there. I hope you I hope uh you or Logan or whoever's editing this inserts a little I'm always little, down to little, clap for myself. A little round of applause for you, yeah. Another ride to highlight here, a ride I didn't know existed and I've skipped and never even thought of. Don't even think I noticed it. The Serengeti Express train ride. So they have a train ride that takes you around the Serengeti um, kind of portion of the park. You get to see animals on it. It's just a really cool way to do a train. Um, I know they did it in Valdosta just last time we did this, but you know, they're doing it here too. And I, I think this was one of the, I might be misremembering, but this is one of the two initial rides that went into the park. I think. Uh, yeah, you might be right. That would make a lot of sense, actually. So it's almost historic. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what's up. Ride this train. I, I've never seen it. I haven't seen a POV or anything, but it's got to be cool. It has to be. Yeah. And then um, their newest attraction, I believe, is new for this year, the Serengeti Flyer, which is a standard SNS swing. I think if you've ridden one you've ridden most um but you know it's a it's a good flat ride and it belongs it's, it's there for somebody they are not my favorite but that's again just a personal thing yeah i don't hate them but i don't particularly enjoy them either yeah all right um there's also just some other things to highlight that uh, one thing i found is interesting they do a really good job of like if you're wanting to spend some extra money, uh, do an extra little experience somewhere, this is a good place to do it. So they have a, a Serengeti Safari tour where you can pay $40 to get an up-close-and-personal interaction with giraffes and feed them. So that's um, a pretty cool little add-on. Um, they also do have like VIP tours for coaster people. If you're wanting to go see behind the scenes or climb the nice. lift hill, um, you can do that. I'm good. <laughs> would, you I wanna, would you not want to? Would you not want to? Couldn't even. 
I couldn't even do it for free. Unless we're climbing uh uh Air Grover. I'll do that one. I kind of wonder if they actually take them up in the elevator lift um and then they walk off. I think that might be what they do. I don't think they walk it. Yeah. I don't know. It just does not appeal to me, but you all know why. Uh they also have intimate like experiences if you like really like an animal. They have by animal you can do like um essentially it's time with the trainers to talk about the animals and that's super cool. up close and personal. They have it for orangutans, penguins, kangaroos. Um honestly I might consider doing this for the orangutans when uh when I go back. Are those a favorite of yours? Uh yes, and my wife's favorite animal. I if I got to meet up with uh, any any animal like at a zoo or something like this, it would be a red panda. Mm. That's very cute. Yeah, big big little sucker for those little guys. Me too, me too. And then uh, there are some events here, Jeff. We have um, coming up soon, actually. I think maybe even as we're recording this, uh, beer fest where they have uh, kind of beer tastings throughout with special food booths. Um, seems like more and more parks are doing these these days, and uh, I think it's a good option. And I think yeah. it's something if I was a local would bring me out. Um, you also have what is probably their highest regarded event, Hallow Scream, um, which cent- Central Florida. I guess I guess Tampa's not really Central Florida, but such an odd competition down there for for haunts because you have mm-hmm. like the high quality like movie sets of universal you get the family friendly stuff happening with disney and here it very much is the regional park haunt that you would feel in like the midwest um but they Mm. do kind of have to compete a little bit so people actually say in florida these are actually the scariest haunted houses um, because at universal they're they're not necessarily scary they're more like amazing interesting so Heard good things about this. I almost got to go. Um, I believe it was Hurricane Matthew that chased me out of town before we could uh, enjoy okay. Halloween yeah. event here. Made me sad. Um, and then they do have a Christmas Town event. I honestly haven't heard much about it, which is odd. Um, you think you would hear about it as much as you did the Halloween, but I think with SeaWorld doing so well in Orlando with their Christmas event. Uh, maybe this don't focus as hard in Tampa. Yeah, I mean it's not a how how long is that drive? Like an hour or so. Yeah, a little bit over. I think an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. So it's like I guess you want to focus the best event for your theme park that's an hour and a half away from each other. I bet you want to try to spread yeah. that out, maybe instead of having four not so quality events, have two awesome ones and two passable ones. Maybe. Big ideas here, Jeff. Hey, that's all I got on Tampa though. Do you have the do you have the food? We gotta talk about food here. Yeah, I sure I sure do. Uh, I'm gonna lead off with their newest addition, the Springs Tap Room, which is a casual lounge featuring cocktails, frozen beverages, snacks, and more. And this is pretty pretty heavily like a, a bar. Yeah, that's great. Thing. Uh so this is like if you're with your kids, this is not on your list. <laughs> so 
uh, but yeah, the Springs Tap Room, I do recommend going to look at it because it is a a pretty structure. Well, I, at least from the inside, I don't know what it looks like from the outside, but right, it looks like a classy place to have a drink. Very classy, for sure. Uh, next on the list, we've got the Zambia Smokehouse. I, I was hoping uh, to bring this up. Sling and barbecue and lots of it. Honestly, this might be the largest menu for a barbecue place at a amusement park that I've ever seen, or at least the best looking one. Uh, they've got brisket, ribs, chicken, pulled pork, lots of other options, and lots of sides. Yeah. So, I remember this would probably be the place I'd want to eat if I went. On one of my visits, I did the all day dining deal, which was stupid. You could eat like every fucking two hours or something. I kept wanting to go back here to get the ribs. Yeah. Like it was so yeah, good. good. Yeah. I'm not a big rib guy. Like I go, I would have other stuff there, but like ribs have never been high on my priority. I hate to say this, but this might be my favorite bar barbecue restaurant in a theme park. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, that's not like, you know, I might be forgetting somewhere, but I think it's kind of a low bar. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in my experience, amusement park barbecue is generally not terrific. People would say the Cedar Fair kind of barbecue restaurant they've started to do, like Worlds of Fun has one, is decent. But um, I, I, it's okay, but I don't want it when I go there. <laughs> we also are spoiled where we are yep. outside of the park. So <laughs> if we're going to eat barbecue, we're not going to waste it on bad barbecue. Right. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Uh next on the list we've got the Dragonfire Pub and Grill. Uh they've got market style <laughs> dining featuring pizza, burgers, Asian dishes, and chicken platters, uh, as well as an expanded beer menu for those of age. Dragonfire I gotta give Pub. it up to, to Bush Gardens. They do a lot of the grab and go, like set up the food, grab it, cafeteria style. Um, kind of keep the lines yeah. moving, and I appreciate that. Yeah, just like I don't want to talk to anybody. Just have the food out and ready, and let me get on with my day. Let me grab what I need. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. I the one place that does that well, I would say, uh, and it's not even in the parks, is when we stayed on property uh, a few years ago at Disney. Uh, mm. The cafe that was at our hotel had, uh, you know. Pretty much a lot of stuff ready to go. Just grab it and go pay. Nice. So, yeah. Um, Zagora Cafe is number four on this list. Zagora serves burgers, including Impossible Burgers, which I'm I actually like a good Impossible Burger. Uh, yeah. Chicken tenders, salads, and more. I love saying "and more" so often. More. It, just, it leaves mystery, and the end more is generally what like, else is there? Oh, their one dessert option and chips. <laughs> I'm pretty sure theme so. park stud and I also ate here on our one day dining deal, and um, just had like a burger. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, this might be a poor take, but their overall offerings were not as good as I expected it to be for the park. Like, it's not bad but I was expecting more. I it's think. more like a couple of very good restaurants and then a lot of filler. 
Yeah. And like, not a lot of filler either, just kind of like some filler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was the other thing is like there it didn't really seem like as long of a list as I was expecting compared to some other parks with similar size. Mm-hmm. So um round out the list with an answer for your sweet tooth. Hell yeah. Moroccan delights. They've got ice cream, specialty shakes, sundays, and floats. Very nice. And maybe more, but that's what I saw mentioned. So that's what that's all I got. <laughs> so that uh rounds out our Bush Gardens Tampa Bay food list. Now I do want to give a shout out because uh, I am a coffee boy. I am a lover boy of coffee and coasters. Um, and they have a, a restaurant here called the the Coaster Coffee Company. Great alliteration. Mm. Coaster Coffee Company. I think they sell mugs there, which um, you know me. I love coasters. I love mugs. So I'd have to. I would have to get one here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I would go in and get a mug for sure. And they serve Starbucks. Um, I know you're a big Starbucks guy now, Jeff. You ordered a what was it, a Frappuccino the other day? Uh, I don't remember. It was an iced coffee, and it was good. It was my first one ever, and it was good. That's I I also realized Starbucks isn't like the best coffee out there, but it you know, here's the thing. people like to 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 snark on um Starbucks not being you know a a hipster coffee shop where you go in and there's no app and you, it's not convenient and they open at eight, but you need coffee at seven type place. Starbucks has a, a big place in my heart. It's, it's good. Yeah. A lot of people it, that say they don't like need. Starbucks are like, go to Dutch bros. It's so much better. It's like, no, it's the same stuff. This <laughs> fast coffee. We're it's, talking. it's another chain trying to grow them. And uh, what's there's another one. Scooters. Scooters. We love scooters. Uh, there's one the locally months. called um, something seven. I don't know. It's like Brew Seven. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Brittany yeah. and I are starting to drive to the other town to go get coffee in the morning from there. She loves that so much. So yeah. And I would do the same for this coffee at the amusement park, probably. Starbucks. Right. Um, I know what you're getting. Awesome. Well, that I guess that wraps up. Um, this park, Bush Gardens, Tampa. Yeah. Any overall thoughts? I still really, really want to go here, and I don't regret uh, dropping the old heads at the top of my top ten. I love it. Um, this is one I need to get back to still. Um, yeah. It's such a good coaster lineup. It's a park I've enjoyed. I've only been twice, even though I've been to Florida many times. So I need to. I need to get back there soon. All right. Well, we're on our way to Orlando. Nope, no, we're not. We gotta we gotta highlight Tampa first. Duh. We sure do. <laughs> we gotta highlight Tampa. Excuse Hell me. yeah. For you, Tampa. Yeah, that was for you. Pour one out. <laughs> Yikes. This that belch was brought to you by Sparkling Polar, mm-hmm. uh Raspberry Pink Lemonade Seltzerade. There's no actual lemonade in it, it's just another seltzer that uh has hints of whatever flavors on the can, and it's zero oh. percent everything. Yeah. Awesome. So. Yeah. Well, what do you got? Uh, what do you got to highlight in Tampa, man? I've got some food, and I've got some stuff to do. Hell yeah! So let's talk about it. I'm taking a little bit of a different approach on uh, food uh, for my visit in Tampa. 
Uh, and I'd like you guys to let me know in Discord or Facebook or wherever else our content is to be had. Uh, what you think? Uh, I think I'm going to take a different spin going forward and try and highlight dishes that cities are known for rather than maybe restaurants as a whole, unless it is a particularly special restaurant. Um, but yeah, I kind of focused, honed in on some local specialties. Uh, this first one isn't necessarily exclusive to Tampa, um, but they've put a spin on it. Uh, I'm going to start off with the apologize for mispronunciation here, uh, La Segunda Bakery, uh, home of Tampa's apparent signature sandwich, not now when you think of the Cuban, uh, you don't think of Tampa, I think you probably lean more to Miami, um, but uh, they have a local edit to it uh, where they add Genoa salami to Ooh. the typical ingredients. Uh, and that's likely an influence of Italian immigrants that came to uh, Ybor City. I keep seeing that pop up. I don't know if that's like a district or an actual town. I've never looked it up. The only suburb I'm actually aware of is St. Petersburg. Um, mm. But looks like a pretty solid sandwich, and it's a bakery, so you could probably get something sweet there too. But it's Overall, uh, from what I was reading, a really, really, really good bakery and a very, very good sandwich. So, yeah, it looks amazing. Go get you a Cuban with some salami on it. Add that to the list. Yeah. Uh, next on the list is this one. I do kind of think I know how to pronounce it. It's Cacciatore and Sons. Uh, but when you look at the word, you aren't necessarily sure it's C A C C I A T O R E. Uh, but there's a, there's a chicken dish called chicken cacciatore, I believe, mm. pretty good too. Uh, but yeah, this is called Cacciatore and Sons, and they carry one of Tampa's most popular street foods, the deviled crab, which what? is a ball a ball of crab meat with some other ingredients mixed in, and then they roll it in breadcrumbs and fry it, and it's this handheld ball of fried crab goodness, and you just house that mother. <laughs> honestly of the ones i'm listing off today that's the item that looks like like that's the biggest motivator for me to try so yeah uh and that looks, was catchatorians looks I'm flavorful. Sure Every, everything just looks like it just packs flavor like when you look yeah. at it yeah i i and i'm a big seafood guy so if you get me into some some shellfish or fish fish I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be a pretty happy camper. I forget we're right next to the ocean here. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, more seafood. We've got Big Ray's Fish Camp, and <laughs> the item I'm highlighting here uh, is the grouper sandwich. Grouper fishing is apparently highly common in this area. Uh, so, like, I guess one of the biggest sources of grouper for human consumption, I think. Okay. Um, and Big Ray's makes an excellent looking sandwich and you can get it one of three ways if I read correctly uh, the grouper can be grilled, blackened or fried and then served up with their tartar sauce lettuce, tomato and I think that was uh, just on like a hamburger bun looks super good yeah so, that, that looks like a fresh sandwich Yeah, I would uh, probably get a couple of those because fish tends to sit light on me uh huh 
Uh, so I could probably put a couple of those down. Probably so. Yeah. A double dog dare. Uh, yeah. I'll, let's let's drive down and do it. We'll maybe uh, get some rides there at uh, Bush Gardens. Yeah, and maybe the not a bad uh, idea. Uh, Papa. Oh, I'm trying to think of another way to say it. We had several the other day, and now I can't think of any of them. Um, Papa Pork. There Papa is. Pork. Yeah. All right. Uh. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Next on the list, we've got Barter House Ybor. Uh, that's Y B O R. I, I think I sent you a list, but just in case, Barter House Ybor. Uh, the signature item that you're getting here is the blue crab enchilao, and I apologies if I mispronounced that. Feel free to enlighten uh, on any of our sources if you know the correct pronunciation. But that is blue crab and tomato sauce served over rice or spaghetti. Looks pretty solid. This looks fancy, Jeff. Yeah. Want to put on some pants for this one? Right. Uh, not khaki pants though, because it's red sauce. Good so. point. Yeah, we wear red pants. Yeah, not with, not with, uh, not with the red sauce. I've learned that several times, and apparently it's not something. Uh, Mister Red Pants this, over here. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Red Pants. Yeah, it looks like it come fresh from a shift at the butcher. That's right. Anyway, this last one, uh, I just want to have a sweet tooth option. There isn't necessarily a specific item here. Uh, it's Mayday Ice Cream. It's a nice local handcrafted ice cream parlor, and they boast over two dozen flavors to choose from. Great marketing this team has. Wow. Some of those beautiful pictures. Great marketing. That's all you need is somebody to take really good pictures of sexy looking food, even if it's terrible. Yeah. It's true. I uh, now, as far as I can see, nothing suggests Mayday is actually terrible. It looks like really, yeah, it really looks like amazing solid. fucking food. Yeah. So, but that rounds out. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go out and get some after we hop off. <laughs> so, pretty good idea. Hey, you and you have the Andes up the street. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous. <sighs> What's do you do you go to there uh, any with any regularity? Um. Not recently because we're we're trying to eat healthy, but um, when when you go, what do you get? Right, right before we started eating healthy, we went there a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm boring. Every time I get ice cream, I want um, a concrete with Reese's cups in it. That's what That's I cool. always want in ice cream. Hey, sometimes old reliable is all you need. That's all I need. Uh, for, for me, I get a jackhammer there. Uh, which for mm-hmm. those of you who are not local. Andy's has a segment of their menu menu dedicated to what is called a jackhammer, uh, where the center is filled with a topping of your choice. And in my case, I get the center filled and I also get something blended into the ice cream. On mine, it's a hot fudge center and then raspberries blended into the ice cream. Super good. My jackhammer is Reese's cup with Reese's cups. (laughs) Fuck me up with it. I'm not even kidding. I've done that before. So I'm in a group that, sorry to be off topic, we're, we're just kind of prolonging uh, this little off topic segment, um, but I'm in a Facebook group where we just have brackets of arbitrary stuff. Like there's an overall theme to each bracket, but we vote on it for like 24 hours and then it moves on to the next. 
uh, if it won. And we just finished up the candy bracket. And Reese's Cup was the victor. Reese's Cup is good as hell. I love Reese's yeah. Cup. Now, so actually, you'll you'll love this. Today's uh, one of the, the bracket that we're in now is called the Would You Rather, and it's just a bracket full of terrible things. Uh, and the one of the matchups today was Would You Rather Shit Your Pants at Silver Dollar City, or uh, let me look at it because it's gonna bother me. Oh, would you rather shit your pants at Silver Dollar City or uh, have a book or movie or show spoiled for you? Uh. And my comment on that was, I can take a spoiler, but the prospect of walking up that hill, mm-hmm. toting a load of fudge is unacceptable. <laughs> it's unacceptable. You're right. It's a good joke. <laughs> and then And then somebody followed up saying, just take a ride on the Mystic River and wash away your worries. And then I cool. followed up with, but now you get in your head, how many others have done this? How many others' mistakes are washing away yours? Oh my god. It's like the ocean. Yeah. Anyway, here's stuff to do in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, gotta, we gotta do that now. Yeah. My bad, guys. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna lead off with what I think is one of the coolest things I've seen. And this is gonna be for adults. Is a Tiki Boat Downtown Tampa Cruise. It's a little tiki boat. It's a floating tiki bar that cruises down the Hillsborough River. And that's it. Damn, he's got a cute little like a little hexagonal look hot hexagonal looking tiki bar. Mm-hmm. That was a lot and to try to say at once. It looks like just like a good time. Like, if you want to relax on a nice hot day in the in the shade with your friends, awesome great, bags. great for bachelorette day. parties, it appears. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, imagine Trader Sam's but on a boat. I can do that. That sounds like yeah. a good time. Yep. I'd be down. We'll have to get the crew together for that. Yeah. Uh next on the list, we have the Florida Aquarium. Shocker that I'm suggesting aquarium. No way. But they have apparently over 9,000 sea creatures available for your viewing pleasure. My viewing pleasure. Mm-hmm. Where That's is this at? This is in Tampa. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. this and then I didn't have time to go or something. Yeah. They do weddings. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, anywhere can be a wedding venue if you jam all the people in there. That's what she said. Oh, oh! <laughs> I love Bush. Anyway, me too. Good uh, part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next on the list, we've got following up an aquarium with Shocker Zoo Tampa, voted wow. Tampa's best family attraction. Wow, uh, that's actually, a big deal. I guess, the current reigning best family attraction. So come visit the zoo. Zoo Tampa. They actually has some like. A water ride and stuff there. Look at them. I didn't know that. I didn't dive too deeply on that. It's a zoo. You're generally going to get like one or two little rides, probably uh, on average, at a, like a, at a zoo. And you go to a zoo to see animals. So yeah, that's true. So next on the list, we've got the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
especially if you're like me from a city without an NHL team at all, you get the prospect of maybe seeing a fight. Now it's not as common in, in hockey these days, but I like hockey to begin with. Uh, and it doesn't hurt that their team is actually good. I don't think they, I don't know if they made it to playoffs this year, but I know uh, at least once or multiple times in the last 10 years, they've been the champions. So come see a hockey team play probably well. It's always fun when the local team wins, even if you're not from there. Like it's just good vibes when the local team wins. It is. Um, hey, I forgot to mention, uh, I didn't know you bring up Zoo Tampa, but there's a coaster credit there called Tasmanian Tiger. Oh, sh- is it like a kitty coaster or? It very much is. Yeah. Wisdom rides. Uh, so it's a traveling fair coaster, really. It's been, a, it's been a minute since I've heard that name, Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom does like the dragon wagons. It is a dragon wagon with the custom oh. train. Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for adding that. That is important, especially if they let you ride without a kid. You can be creepy in a row by yourself. Yeah. Who doesn't want like to do I that? Let, let, like I let adults do on uh, Wacky Room when I wasn't supposed to. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, rounding out the list with another cruise, we've got the Tampa History Cruise. Uh, you get to see sites such as a real-life pirate ship, million-dollar homes, museums, and more from the comfort of a boat with a guide and refreshments. Very nice. I'd do it. I'd do it, too. I want to see a real-life pirate ship. That's my main goal when I go to Florida. I've been, for some stupid reason, I haven't watched them in years, but I just, like, for whatever reason, popped out and I, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies kind of back-to-back. Huh. They're, they they still all right. Not my favorite, but they're all right. That's good. Yeah. I think I've seen them. And that's saying something for you, because you're not a big movie guy. No. You've seen a few of them. I don't know. Yeah. Big coaster guy, not a big movie guy. And my wife helps me watch the movies I should watch. So we watched however many you're supposed to for Pirates of the Caribbean before it got bad. It's probably two, right? Honestly, I don't think any of them were bad. But that's just my opinion. I'm I'm from the perspective of being like kind of a popcorn watcher, I'll call it. I try not to go in with expectations and just take it for what it is. Hmm. That's what she said. Yeah, sure. Anyway, yeah, that rounds out my list of stuff to do in Tampa. Where are we heading next? Well, we got a couple parks in between here and Orlando, so we're gonna go ahead and start with the Legoland Florida Resort. Basically, two parks to highlight here. An obvious best ride at any of these parks that we will be talking about very shortly. Um, but yeah, Legoland, Florida is what we'll highlight first. And Jeff, we got a, a history on Legoland, Florida. I know it's got a pretty interesting little, little tidbit about it. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, you'll have to correct me if I miss it. Uh, but in January of 2010, Merlin Entertainment declared their intention to build a park on the former site of Cypress Gardens, which closed in 2009. The turnaround from groundbreaking to opening was relatively short for a full theme park opening in October of 2011. 
and since opening, the park has added a few themed areas, uh, water park and hotels. And nice. that's all I got. So I'm guessing I didn't say what you were referring to. Well, you did. Yeah. So it used to be the old Cypress Gardens mm. amusement park. Um, and this is where theme park stud used to work. So I've heard a lot of his stories. He, he actually went down there a little bit after this park opened. I think it was two years after. Um, and so one thing that Merlin Entertainment is about is they make every dollar count. So any of the rides that were there, they they tried to re-theme, kind of make their own. Um, so a lot of these coasters actually used to operate at Cypress Gardens. Um, and they've since yeah. overlaid it. Um, like there's a coaster we'll talk about later that um, they added some track to a current existing ride system, um, which is just really cool. So, and and also there's, uh, I feel like I'm just breezing over everything I'm about to talk about. So I'm going to shut up, but there's uh, the gardens <laughs> at Cypress Gardens are a thing there still at Legoland. Um, so it's just a, it's a cool place. Cool bit of history there. I, despite being an adult without children, would not hesitate to go and have a good time. Hell yeah. Well, let's highlight the coasters there, Jeff. Uh, the first one that I'll highlight is the 2004 edition Coaster Saurus, which I think is the most unique of the four here. Um, built in 2004, Martin Vlimic family coaster, and it used to be called Triple Hurricane at cypress gardens and why that ride was called triple hurricane is a hurricane hit the ride three times during its construction um so that's what it used to be called but when legoland took it over they had to make it a lego dinosaur type theme but um it's fun little ride it's very small very it's very much a family wooden coaster Um, but they did add those tiny gci trains to it a couple years back so um pretty cool you also have, and we're just highlighting four coasters here. None of them too groundbreaking, but you've got Dragon, which is the Vacoma Junior coaster. Um, this ride used to be, uh, I mean, it is a, a roller skater type Vacoma attraction. And what they've done is this is the ride where they added a dark ride section to the existing coaster system. So they added a second train, created a block system there, and were able to... Uh, kind of turn this into a Lego land type ride. So um, really cool, a highlight for sure. Mm-hmm. They also have flying school, which is the Vacoma suspended family coaster used to be known as swamp thing. Um, that was added in 2004 and it's a hang and bang, nothing special there. Um, but you also do have the great Lego race ride, which is the 2011 mock wild mouse which i know how you feel about wild mice and i know how you feel about vr goggles they have a vr goggle experience <laughs> that it's like a lego race i know you like legos though so we'll see here um, yeah. yeah that's the uh the four coasters that they have there uh, i can see why a lot of coaster enthusiasts wouldn't go crazy for this lineup but for a kid's park here pretty good yeah we'll give it to them I mean, I there's very few exceptions I'd make to in the name of getting a credit, uh, but I would. I don't know if I just said what I was what it meant, but 
There are very few I would skip over in the name of a credit, uh, but I would definitely do that Wild Mouse just because they go themed. Yeah, it's probably cool. Would, probably wouldn't do the VR though. I just do not care for VR on rides. Yeah, no, you yeah you wouldn't put it on. I don't think you would. Coaster lineup's okay here. But one thing this park does really well is the supporting lineup. There's all sorts of other things to do at this park, and I'm excited to highlight them, um, as well as the food coming up here. The food is not half bad at Legoland. So, mm-hmm. All right, uh, as far as other attractions, uh, first one I am going to bring up is the Botanical Garden. Um, I want to say this is maybe even a state-protected area because um, you're kind of in a, a swamp type. There's this big-ass tree. I think it's by, I don't know, it starts with a beat. But what's one of those trees in New Orleans that's just huge, has tons of roots, like all going to the ground? Mangrove. A mangrove? Maybe it's a mangrove tree. But uh, it's just a really beautiful garden that they upkeep there. And then what's cool is they've also added the Lego statues throughout to kind of add a hint of Legoland without, um, you know, without it being yeah. like just tasteful. Um, what's it called? Yeah, it is called a mangrove tree. The tree with all the all the roots. There you go, big old mango tree. Yeah. And if we're mangrove. wrong, mangrove. <laughs> close but yeah sorry didn't mean to cut you off there no I, I need to be saying this tree right and if we're wrong if that's not what that tree is let us know for sure i'm looking at pictures of the tree no but for real this is absolutely a must do when you go to this park don't skip it don't credit hit and run there's a lot to do here um okay next thing to bring up uh they've got the lego ninjago ride which is a ride very similar to Spider-Man in California where you shoot by flicking your wrist slash moving your arms and hitting targets. I don't, I don't love this ride, but I don't hate it either. I think they tried. I don't think they execute it very well, but um, it's a unique ride. So good for them. You also have lost kingdom adventure, which is a um, more like your traditional Sally dark ride. Um, and it's very fun. So you're looking at two dark rides here. Rescue, Rescue Academy is uh, one of my favorite attractions here, especially if you have a group of people you're going with. You're racing these um, fire trucks to put out fires and then coming back. And it's a race between you and the other families, um, which is just a really neat idea for an attraction I really like. Um, something that you would probably eat up. Jeff, because uh, you are a, a huge Lego fan, I would say. Mm-hmm. Is there Miniland? They have Miniland. It's a very sprawling Miniland of different, um, you know, land landmarks in Florida, different cities, that sort of thing. Um, and they're always a little bit funny. There's always minifigs up to mischief um, and funny scenes happening within Miniland that are fun to look at. That would be probably where I'd spend most of my time, to be honest. Like if I left my own device, like if I went into the park by myself, I'd probably spend the whole day at Miniland just like looking for all little nuances. (laughs) Should do it one day. Honestly, though, adults go to Legoland. It's fun. Uh, I think, I mean, I've been to Legoland by myself. I've been to this one with people before, and uh, I'm actually kind of eager to get back. Um, 
since I've been, they've added the Lego Movie Masters of Flight, which is essentially a Soren style attraction um, theme to, I believe it's Lego Movie, something to do with the Lego Movie there, um, which is really neat. So you've got a really good supporting lineup there. And then that's not even mentioning the different builds that you have throughout. So and, and little buildings throughout the park. They have stuff like build and test where you can create your own race car and shoot it down a ramp um, and just play with Legos and different experiences like that throughout. So um, just a, just a lot to do. Um, I wish I went as a kid. I also want to point out, I don't know what the show is called. Uh, I think they kind of switch shows out, but definitely don't skip the ski show here. They uh, usually some sort of costume minifigures involved and it's Lego themed but a really impressive ski show because they just took over this theater that's facing the lake of of Cypress Gardens um, used to have. So they're like, fuck it, let's keep doing it Um, and and Lego fight somehow. But yeah, their entertainment is good here. They have costume characters out and stuff. So good place to go. Um, As far as events to highlight, uh, the two main ones to highlight are going to be Brick or Treat, which is a family-friendly Lego trick-or-treat type event and uh great name great pun brick or treat and then there's also holidays at legoland um which used to be called something else that's slipping my mind but yeah that's all i've got uh about legoland you got any, any food to highlight jeff I do, and it's going to be a little bit shorter of a list, and here's how I will justify it. They have a lot of common options to when we visited New York uh, that I mentioned. Uh, Um, So I would recommend either revisiting that episode or hopping on their website and checking it out, uh, because of course you're going to want to get some Granny's apple fries, but I'm not going to list them uh, on what I'll talk about today. That's the best Um, thing to do, so make sure you get them. Yeah, I will talk about some options here that are unique. I'm going to lead off with their all new this year. Uh, they've got the Legoland Coffee Company. And mm. breakfast items, iced coffee and seasonal drinks as well. Uh, great way to start, start your day. Um, as far as I could tell, it didn't necessarily say that it was Starbucks, but uh, it's got a cute little logo. And I'm sorry, it's not new this year. Uh, I don't know what I was looking at. It said it was all new. It says established in 2021, so it's a couple of years old now. So oh, apologies yeah. for that misinformation, but now it's there. So Legoland Coffee Company. Cute little logo, probably good food and coffee. So uh, next on the list, we've got Taco Every Day. Taco Everyday Slings, California-style street tacos with a variety of options to select from. And it's got a neat little marquee. There's like a taco on top of the building. So if you're a fan of the Lego movie and you go on a Tuesday, you can probably talk about Taco Tuesday. Although I guess you don't need to be a fan of the movie to know about Taco Tuesday, but that was part of the movie. Taco Everyday. Oh, that's the... Because it says Taco Every... Taco Tuesday, and then they cross. Oh, it sure does. Yeah. Yeah, Now I feel dumb because I didn't really absorb that. I'm glad you pointed that out. Now I feel like an idiot. (laughs) It's in the themed, uh, the Lego movie themed area. That's cool. Oh, okay. So much makes more sense now. Uh, Everybody, I am so sorry. (laughs) I am just 
an airhead right now. So I'll uh, round out our food list with probably what interests me the most uh, among all of their options is the Ultimate Sandwich Builder. Mm. Uh, it's a food truck in their Land of Adventure area where you can get a gourmet grilled cheese, loaded mac and cheese bowl, or as they put it, master build your own meal. Uh, there is oh, a, that's a good idea. In the, in the, in the picture of uh, their sandwich options, it looks like there's some sliders there. Uh, they also donut? have a sandwich that appears to be on a donut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I've seen at baseball games, like baseball stadiums, but not in a in an amusement park yet, I don't think. So I, think... I still have yet to try one, and I probably would just to say I did, but I definitely don't want to make that a regular part of my diet or anything like that. <laughs> I'll be honest. This is like a genius food concept for a Legoland. To be like, yeah. you're going to build your own minifig? Hey, you're also going to build your own sandwich. And Come on over mac and cheese on a, on a, on a, um, on a donut. <laughs> right. Well, so when I say sliders, think like, you know, when you get the, the, the King's sliders? Hawaiian little yeah. ones that are all stuck together, it looks like they serve those to you in clusters of four that are still stuck together. So you can kind of pull your sandwich apart. It's great uh-huh. for sharing or just scarfing down yourself. Be. If you want, you can probably pick it up as a whole sandwich and just eat it as is. Yeah. Your whole sandwich will be eight good. rolls. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it, it looks like a good time or maybe it's just four rolls no you're i mean maybe i it's kind of hard to tell the picture but yeah hey you're on vacation it's fine fuck it you're legal right. fuck it fuck it <laughs> all right that rounds out my food list there are like i said other stuff but they shared a lot in common with the prior visits so if you'd like to do your own research to remind yourself what might be there You'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that from New York. There you go. And get the apple fries. Get them. Get the apple fries. Uh, man, it's wild that we've been in, in Florida for so long, and we haven't talked about the best coaster in Florida. My body is ready. Yeah. Anyway, uh, attached to essentially the parking lot. This is essentially a parking lot park. We're all critical of parking lot coasters. This is a parking <laughs> lot park. Um uh, at Legoland, Florida, and it's genius because you're paying people are paying extra money for this. It's it's more your your Legoland is more for like young kids is kind of the demographic age, and then Peppa Pig Land is like preschool, and they nailed it. They 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 broke the code. Um, but Jeff, can you tell us all about the wild history of this place? Yep, Peppa Pig Land opened last year. That's it. Good, yeah. <laughs> That's about it. It's about as soulless as it is. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a clone from Europe. It's been plopped in a in a in a parking lot. It's been open. Yeah, it's good history. Well, let's talk about the rides. There's Ubers and Ubers of rides. I'm going to start with the other rides, just to suspend the tension. I'm ready. The hot, steamy. You could cut it with a knife. Tension. Yeah. Smell the bacon. Yeah. All right. So other attractions that you can do here. <laughs> that was a good button there. Uh, you can. Yep. There's a cinema that plays like Peppa Pig TV shows. And then uh, another kind of cool one is Grandpa Rabbit's Dinosaur or something adventure. <laughs> I can't remember. Grandpa right. Rabbit's Dinosaur Adventure. Yeah. If you think of Moose on a Loose, this is a Legoland version of that where you just kind of rock on a dino. You go through scenes. 
Love it. Audio Playgrounds here. Yeah. Yeah, suspended as long as I could. And then there's also the Daddy Pig roller coaster. The 2021 mm. edition, the sexiest roller coaster of all time. Almost won the best ride of 2021. I do feel like it was snubbed. Everybody and their mother was voting this to number one for that competition, that golden ticket or whatever it was. It wasn't golden ticket. It was 10 best, I think. And it didn't win. It's a lie. It's all a lie. Anyway, there, there's that's Peppa Pig Land. Sam <laughs> Perla built that coaster. There's a launch for some reason. I respect it, Perla, but there, there's a launch for some reason. I was going to say, it looks like a. Uh... It's just the tire-driven lift. Uh, there's also just a, a straight like. bit that launches you. Oh, sorry, I had I failed to like actually research. The, okay, yeah, nope, totally see it now. It's there. I mean, you gotta like, you know, when your relative of some sort said to you when you're a kid, you know, I'll believe it when pigs fly. Mm-hmm. Grandma, they're flying. They're flying now. This thing flies. Uh, Blue rail in Winter Haven, Florida. <laughs> also known as Paradise. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got any food to highlight here at Peppa Pig Land, Jeff? I have exactly two options because that's all that's on their website. <laughs> <laughs> the first is Breakfast with Peppa. Oh, this it's looks actually fire, by the way. Yeah, it's a breakfast buffet and Peppa and her fam. Come to visit you and your fam. That's fantastic. It's probably an awkward eating bacon in front of them, though. Yeah. And sausage, I guess. I bet they own it. I bet they own how funny that is. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. They're they're in on it. Honestly, this this looks fire. Like the the food actually looks good. Um, there's Peppa Pig's there, just fucking around. Some cute like, freaking waffles. Like honestly, if I was going to this park, I might go to Peppa Pig Land for the credit and to do this breakfast. Yeah, let's just do own it. it. Just own it and have a good breakfast, and then go over to Legoland. Let's get the gang there. Let's do it. I'm, Time I'm to get ready. the gang together, boys. <laughs> boys, we're going to Winter Haven. <laughs> Theme Park Stud would be like the fuck. We're not. Go. Let's go get <laughs> thick ass Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, that is option number one. Option number two is Miss Rabbit's Diner. Uh, they've got sandwiches, salads, and wraps for the adults, and kid-friendly options like PB&Js, mac and cheese, and other options for the kids. Good. Good. Yeah. What are your closing thoughts on Peppa Pig Land? Uh, I'm ready to, I'm ready to ride Daddy Pig. There you go. My my closing thought is if I ever go, I, I hope it's on a comp ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I was so it's funny you say that because I was like you were talking about the genius of them including uh something I don't remember what it was towards your beginning of the description on it. And they had a stay and play package they talked about. I mean, this is just a, it. it's a very expensive credit. And anyway, yeah, I was gonna say the stay and play package was like it said like two hundred plus dollars, and I'm like, Excuse for me? this <laughs> for the kitty coaster, right? 
let's see here. Hold on, because it's like I feel like I need to I need to see this. The family vacation package is an overnight hotel stay, Peppa Pig theme park, and oh, okay, so this actually isn't bad. Uh, an overnight hotel stay, Peppa Pig theme park, and Legoland Florida multi park tickets, and it just says and more. Okay, here we go. Oh, it's just perks of the hotel, so like breakfast and other shit. Oh no, here we go. No, I actually want to read this. Uh, the extra perks uh, of staying at our three, one of our three on-site hotels, free hot breakfast at your hotel daily, self-parking included. That's clutch. Uh, separate sleeping area for kids in every room. Uh, daily in-room treasure hunt with a complimentary Lego souvenir. That's pretty cool. That's what made me reread this. Yeah. Uh, resort style pool at your hotel. Uh, a chance to keep the fun going after dark with play areas, nightly shows, dance parties, and more. So all of that, uh, you know, mainly, I think the main draw here is the multi-park ticket uh, is $186 a person. That's with a stay? That's with a hotel stay and multi-park tickets. Ooh, they charge it by person, though. Yeah, by person, and it doesn't look yeah. like that adjusts. It says starting from 186, so that could just as well yeah. be like the kid's starting price. Because that could be good if it was like two people. Yeah. The more you add, the less value it is, I feel like. Because you're paying so much for the hotel room. I agree. Yeah. So if you're going by that's, yourself that's to Legoland, paying. this is the way to go. Yeah. Get a night stay. Yeah. Get your credit. There you go. And the, the pool areas like look like they're actually like themed and stuff. So I guess that's cool if you got kiddos. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious to see anything two hundred plus dollar on the Peppa Pig theme park website. I just cannot for the life of me get back to what specifically I saw. But, it almost hey. feels like Peppa Pig was built so that they could push hotel sales. Yeah. Oh, I found it. It, it, but it's just their stay in place. Stay steps away from Pit, Peppa Pig theme park and extend the theme park in your hotels at one of three. And then, so one part of the website says from 180 something per person. This part says from 201.24. So I'm guessing the other one says starting at 186, and that probably is the children's price. And this is probably the starting right. adult price. Gotcha. So that's my guess. Sneaky, would, sneaky. This is the most I've ever spent, but ever thought I'd spend on the Peppa Pig theme park website. Hey, your ball's deep. That's fine. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> I love Bush. Yeah, that's true. Well, hey, that's the end of uh, our stop to Tampa as well as Legoland and Peppa Pig Land. Um, our next stop on the road trip, we are getting into the, the heart and soul of Florida. I'm not going to announce which one we're doing next because I don't know what we're going to do next. I've got it written down somewhere, but we'll get that figured out. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, stay tuned to figure out where in Orlando we'll be going. This will be a uh, essentially our fall recordings will pretty much all be in Orlando. So um, excited to bring that action pack to y'all. Got even the rest of the year. We'll see. We, we can swing it. We need to. Yeah. We're still, uh, this is still in the planning phase. So, probably will we're, be we're until picking. we uh, hit record. Yeah. <laughs> All 
I uh, do want to give a shout out to Craig, our Patreon subscriber. Yes. Uh, shout out to you, man. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, right. We have different tier levels for our Patreon. Go check it out with different perks available. You can do a monthly Zoom hangout with us. You could get access to Canceled Cuzzies, which is our off-topic um, podcast. There's two sitting waiting for you to listen to. Craig's the only person that's heard it. So um, a couple other people you got to get that what, what, that secret content in your ears. It'd be a good time. Um, hey, uh, what's, what's the rate on the Patreon? To go over those tiers real quick on the Patreon, for just $1 a month, it gets you access to the archives of prairie coasting available not anywhere else on the internet anymore if you miss mitch and logan talking <laughs> to themselves you got to pay a buck to get access to those because because little logan was paying for it on his own so we're trying to get him his money back <laughs> uh for just three dollars a month you get ad free episodes of the podcast early access to the podcast when that is available uh patreon exclusive polls and giveaways as well as the Prairie Coasting episodes and the bonus off-topic episode. So the main reason to go $3, you want to get access to that off-topic episodes. At $5 a month, you get a shout-out on the show, as well as everything else that we have talked about um, beforehand, as well as a welcome gift. Nice little sticker there. Ooh, very, very fancy. And then for $10 a month, you can join the Scrambler Club where you get everything we've mentioned above, but it also includes a monthly hangout. And it gets you trip report access when you go to the parks. So you can hear yourself on the Coaster Cousins podcast. Holy shit, look at that. How cool is that? That's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Is that like a hangout like on like a video call? Yeah, video call. Hang out with the host. You're invited if you ever want to hang out. Yeah. You're, a, you're a host. So. so we're no longer friends. This is just strictly a pay per experience thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff's going to show his feet on these uh, monthly calls. So get ready. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we got to get people to sign up somehow, Jeff. I'm, I got to get them on. Yeah. Hey, if this takes off, I'll start an OnlyFans. Works for me. And then uh, you can find our Patreon. The best place to find that, uh, you can just go to solo.to slash coastercuzzies and find everything you need there. Patreon's right at the top of the list. Um, but we also do have our TikTok on there, our Twitter, our, our Instagram, our Facebook. Um, and threads. We're on threads now, um, as is the rest of the world. Um, but go check out our threads, which is basically Twitter without Elon, which is uh, a lot more effective, it appears. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a good stop. What do you say we drive a couple minutes? Let's go to Orlando, Florida, bud. Oh, Jesus. Where we will be for the next few months. Bring your walking shoes. And your wallet. And your penises. Which just have the one. Bring your multiple penises. (laughs) The Hydro. Mm. (laughs) Anyway... I love books.